Hello, I'm going to talk today on overcoming harmful emotions. Emotions are harmful if they keep us from what we really want. Very often jealousy destroys love. Very often uh, fear destroys the ability to succeed. Uh, all emotions, in a sense, are harmful if they upset the mind. And therefore, what we need to understand is that emotions themselves are upset or ruffled feeling. Feeling is the intuitive part of our nature, which, without which we really couldn't understand clearly anything. The brain can see all sorts of possibilities on a logical level. It's the intuition that says, yes, this is what's right for me. This is what I have to do. The intuition that recognizes a truth or a falsehood, that recognizes the uh, validity of one situation and the invalidity of another. Now that feeling, when it's kept calm, is able to perceive clearly. But it's like the ripples, it's like the surface of a lake when it has ripples on it. You don't see clearly the image of the moon up above. The emotions are the feeling quality in human nature with ripples in it. Emotions always relate to likes and dislikes. The uh, um, attraction and uh, uh, disaffection. And what we want to do, first of all, is uh, overcome those emotions which are particularly harmful to us and then learn how to control all emotions so that we can always direct them in the best way possible. Emotions are a tremendous aid if we use them in, in a focused way. But there again, that transcends the ordinary aspect of emotions and brings it into the level of feeling. It's been said, for example, that nothing great was ever performed without enthusiasm. Well, enthusiasm is a kind of emotion, but it's a constructive emotion, and it leads toward that level of calmness which finally can help us to distinguish between uh, true enthusiasm and false enthusiasm. That is to say, enthusiasm over things that really are good for us and enthusiasm over things that could, uh, in fact, hurt us. So the intuitive faculty is essential even uh, in an emotional state, that we bring the intuition to bear to know how to direct our enthusiasm, how to direct our, our uh, joy at meeting a, a, an old friend that we haven't seen for years, how to direct it lovingly toward our wife or husband or children or friends. All of these are emotions, but at the same time they're focused, they're uh, they should be calm, otherwise they'll, they'll, be, uh, they'll be disruptive to um, even the good things that we try to do. Very often, by an excess of emotion in our relations with other people, for example, we actually disturb that relationship. If we can keep it calm enough so that the feeling can come through, the, the uh, intuitive faculty can come through, there comes in then a sensitivity that makes it possible for uh, us to always bring our emotional and feeling quality into a constructive light. In the theater today especially, you find that actors and actresses seem to be 
almost judged as to how good they are by how much emotion they can display. Usually that emotion uh, is a harmful emotion like anger, rage, jealousy, vindictiveness. I've often thought that uh, the feelings are like a hose, which if you pinch it, makes the water jet come stronger. And so if we pinch the heart with, with narrow feelings, with ungenerous feelings, then yes, we can get a lot of feeling of a lot of emotion coming out, but the spray will be very fine. It won't have any real uh, power behind it. The other way to increase the flow of water through a hose is to turn on the faucet. And this is what feeling does when the emotions become calm. Now, when we think of overcoming harmful emotions, we're dealing with a vast array of, of uh, qualities to work on, aren't we? I've written a little book called Secrets of Overcoming Harmful Emotions. And in this little book, I deal with a large array of these things, cynicism, irritation, jealousy, self-pity, anxiety, conceit, greed, anger, doubt, fear of failure, fear of death, resentment, fearfulness in general, negativity, depression, loneliness, insecurity, bitterness, hurt feelings, feelings of guilt, discontentment, low self-esteem, discouragement, unkind thoughts, etc. How can I deal with those just quickly like this? I don't even know how I dealt them quickly in a little book like uh, this Secrets book. But the truth is that all of these things come back to a central reality. And in that uh, central reality, we find a key to it that it will help us to overcome all harmful emotions in one uh, swoop, you might say. and. Uh, in, in the process, come to understand what it is that we need to do generally in all kinds of situations, not even contemplated. This we have time for in our short talk today. You see, the feeling quality is related to the heart. In the Indian teachings, the yoga teachings, they say that behind the physical heart, there is what is known as a chakra or center. It's a neural center of energy. But related to each of these different chakras that there are in the spine, this being only one of them, are certain aspects of consciousness. In this one here is the feeling, and therefore the emotions. And when we can learn to work with that, then we find that we don't have to work out here. We can get right down to our own center. So then, what we're dealing with is the feeling center. You notice how in all traditions we hear the heart spoken of is related to love, isn't it so? You will hear uh, someone say, I'm suffering a broken heart when her beloved leaves her or whatever. But uh, you don't hear them say, I'm suffering from a uh, hurt knee. We all know that this is where the feeling is when we feel deep love or deep hurt, or anguish, or anything. The emotions uh, are, they are generated here. And that's why when you feel emotional, you often will put your hand to your heart and breathe deeply, and your chest heaves up and down. It's this center, which is the center of feeling, and it's understood to be that in all cultures. Uh, curiously enough, however, 
just to sort of take a sideline from that, we read in Shakespeare relating it to the liver. Well, maybe it had something to do with, with uh, the diet and heartburn, I don't know. But always we, we hear of heart, we see the symbol of the heart, always for feeling, even in very ancient cultures. Now, what we need to understand then is that there are certain, and I'm going to take you a little bit into esoterica here in a way, but I'll try to translate it into terms that you can relate to your own actual experience instead of asking you to believe something that's uh, uh, far from anything you've actually experienced. The, the emotional process is related to action and uh, reaction, to likes and dislikes. Now, they come from the heart, they agitate the heart, but what is it specifically that gets the heart agitated? In a physiological way, I'm talking right now. You've noticed when you feel good about something, that you tend to inhale, you tend to sit up straight. There seems to be a sort of a rising uh, energy and consciousness in your body. Isn't that so? You will find people looking up when they feel good, looking down when they feel downcast. We even use words like that, descriptive of uh, a rising emotion and a lowering emotion. And in fact, when I'm talking about harmful emotions, basically what I'm talking about is those emotions which bring the mind down, bring us into a low feeling, feeling depressed, feeling downcast, everything that relates to a downward movement of energy, because that takes the energy away from the brain, takes it away from the will, and renders us virtually incapable of doing things. People, for example, in a state of deep depression, just don't feel that they can do anything. They feel their will to be paralyzed. And whereas anger, being a negative emotion, still can generate willpower, to a large extent also it paralyzes willpower. People, uh, unless they have their anger under some control, end up just sort of spluttering. Well, there is a relationship between this upward and downward feeling of energy and a movement of energy in the spine. It moves in the sympathetic nervous system. Here I'm taking you to a very ancient tradition in the science of yoga, which, as you probably know, comes from India. But whenever the energy rises in the spine, in what is known as the ida, uh, nerve channel, there is a corresponding rising of consciousness. And you can tell this in uh, um, all the ways that I've said. And whenever there is a descending movement in the spine, there is a downward movement of consciousness. These two need to be balanced. In the Bhagavad Gita, it said that you need to pour, uh, pour the pran, as the rising energy, into the apan, which is the descending, the apan into the uh, pran, which, uh, to balance the two out. And when these are balanced, then you can achieve enlightenment. Yoga has been described in the ancient treatises, this is in the Yoga Sutras of Patanjali, as uh, the statement in Sanskrit is, yoga Yoga is the neutralization of all the little vortices of feeling. You get your feeling desiring something, and it moves in a vortex also. So you've got two things going here, an upward and downward movement, and then vortices that bind that movement, hold it locked, committed to a particular line of desire, 
until it's released and then it can flow. But it's only when these all become neutralized that the mind becomes so still that it can reflect the highest realities and clearly understand any reality that is presented uh, before it. You notice little children, they are much more emotional. They haven't nearly the control usually that adults have over their emotions. And perhaps I should add that some people are 50 and 60 and not yet adult. But anyway, we see it particularly in little children, that when they find something that they really like, they jump up and down, they just can't control this energy that's rising. Then when they feel unhappy and they're weeping about something, ah, 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 the energy is going down like that because it's so uh, on the surface of their consciousness in their reaction to things, action, reaction. Um, all of this is indicative of this ancient truth that was discovering uh, discovered by great sages analyzing the consciousness of man and seeing how that consciousness operates in the body and how we can use the body also to bring harmony on that part of ourselves which is more difficult to observe, our thoughts, our feelings, the subtle inner side. So things that can help you to overcome harmful emotions are first those things which will lift your consciousness. Try specifically to lift it. Sit upright all the time. Don't ever sit sort of halfway up your spine on a sofa. Always try to keep your spine straight, your shoulder blades somewhat together, your chest up. Look up. Try to smile more. And uh, be in that attitude of always ready to do what has to be done. I am awake and ready. Tell yourself that every morning when you wake up. Repeat it. Walk in place and say it. It will help you to, to uh, generate that thought more strongly. And then, uh, even when you stand, try to stand more on the balls of the feet, less back on the heels. Everything about you, try to keep it in an upward feeling. Another thing is always to try to keep your will strong. Don't allow it to fall into negativity. Try to learn to say yes to life rather than no. Let your first reaction to anything be yes, and then figure out how you can make it happen. In this way, you'll develop that kind of strong, positive willpower that will automatically lift the emotions, the feeling quality upward. And as it rises, it automatically moves toward the more spiritual centers in your body, up in the brain and at the point between the eyebrows. And in that way, automatically it will become calm and automatically your emotions, even if there are still emotion and not intuition, will gradually turn toward calmness and therefore toward intuition. Intuition is quite simply calm feeling. And when you can apply calm feeling to things, you can understand things even without having any rational reason for understanding it. You just know this is the way things are. I remember a, a couple that I saw in a car many years ago. One of them was married to somebody else, and uh, they just happened to be talking, and I got the very clear intuition that they would end up being married together and uh, she would leave her husband. And it wasn't something I wanted to think, and I sort of pushed it out of my mind. I just thought, I didn't want to, but for some time, several years after that, I kept thinking, why did I have such a clear feeling? It hasn't happened. But then suddenly it did happen, just as I, I'd known it would. And I remember 
somebody uh, whose voice I heard on the radio once, and I didn't know who it was, and I'd never heard the voice of this person. It was Frank Laubach, whose book I'd lo I loved, uh, called Letters of a Modern Mystic. But as I heard his voice, I was about to turn it off because I was looking for some music, and I thought, wait a minute, that sounds like Frank Laubach. How could I know that it was he? But a few minutes later, the announcer said, you've been listening to the Reverend Frank Laubach. This is the intuitive quality that we all have when the feelings are calm and unprejudiced. Now, if you will take whatever feeling you get in your heart, if you get a harmful emotion, don't try to think your way through because reason always follows feeling. So leave reason out of the picture. Don't try to understand. Try to redirect your energy then true understanding will come. And until then, you may even think you understand. It'll be a wrong understanding. You'll see things uh, distortedly. So try first to calm the feeling in the heart. One way that can help you is to do some deep, slow breathing, bringing all the energy focused here. Then breathe and in and direct that energy because you see the, the upward and downward movement of energy in the spine are related to the breath. This is related to a great science of yoga known as Kriya Yoga, which I'm not going to be able to go into on these programs, but essentially it's related, uh, it deals with the relationship between breath and this movement in the spine. You've noticed when you feel good about something, you don't only look up, feel an upward rising, you also inhale, don't you? And when you feel badly, you sigh, you exhale. The upward movement is related to inhalation, the downward to exhalation. So one thing you can do is inhale and feel that you're drawing all the energy up and focusing it at the point between the eyebrows and just burning away any negative emotion. And then when you exhale, feel that you are uh, expelling all the negativity, all the downward feeling, just sort of taking that those mental toxins shoving them out of your system, throwing them out, and then become focused here and in that inner peace. You will find that this simple physiological, uh, psychophysiological practice will help with any uh, emotion that you may be dealing with, be it jealousy or anger or fear. Try to get calm first. Don't, don't react quickly. It would be good even to leave the room if, there, if there's something there that's upsetting you. Do some deep breathing, calm your mind, direct your energy upward, then deal with it. When your energy's moving upward toward calmness, that's the safe time. Otherwise, the uh, mouth is like a cannon, Yogananda used to say, and the words that we shoot out of it are like bullets that can destroy many things, friendships of lifelong standing, success, uh, security, Everything in life can be ruined by harmful emotions, but by the same token, everything good can be achieved by directing those emotions in a positive way and particularly toward the calm feeling that is intuition. Joy to you.